Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Dane Walker. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Thanks. Guys, happy to be here. Oh, we are so happy you're here. Guys, you have no idea how happy you are that Dane is here. He and I have been having the best chat. We're going to let you in in a moment. Um, but just if you don't already know who he is, he's the founder of Victory Front. In the beginning, he started about a year ago. It was just him. He was doing all the content by himself. He was on Instagram. And uh, then people started asking for help with their business. And uh, he has a long history, even as an employee, he would always be helping the businesses that he was part of. He'd like basically take them over and run them. And so he started doing his own thing. He's now a brand strategist, business strategist. He helps people launch their online businesses. They take companies who are earning, you know, 500,000 to 2 million a year, and they want a better website, better content, updating branding. They're missing the magic in their brand and uh, they, build that for them, and then they support their team in execution. So, Dane, you and I have a lot of similarities. We have so many fun things to talk about. Guys, I personally am obsessed with Dane's Instagram. I don't follow a lot of Instagram stuff, but oh my gosh, this stuff is great. So, welcome, and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a cool intro. Thank you so much. I want to meet this guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, um, thank you. What a pleasure. So I think my first question is going to be on Instagram. Was that how you started everything? Were you in more places also? Was it just this? Because Instagram is definitely your big thing now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, my my main influx of attention. Um, yeah, when, when I started, it was, um, i gone back, I think, uh, November 2018. I was, um, I was invited to go see a Gary Vee event by a friend of mine. Um, Previous to that, I'd been in a, in a role where I was looking at buying a gym franchise, quite a significant one. And, um, and I'd been working in that gym for about a year. Um, and I'd learned that in the process of that gym, the fastest way to get sales was actually by making silly videos on social media of me dancing in a gorilla suit and throwing protein at people and just doing silly stuff. <laughs> um, you know, and I would do dancing and, and, you know, um, the CEO had a fancy like Mercedes and we do all kinds of stuff with that, but we just made silly videos. I got attention and every other franchise in the same chain, they would just do ads that were like, come buy our membership, come buy this, come buy this, come buy this. And all we were doing was putting out content that was funny and entertaining. Um, so that, that particular franchise's gym went viral. We had, you know, some videos had, you know, over 400,000 views. Um, and, before I got there, they were selling 30 memberships a month. And when I left, they were selling around 200 to 300 a month. And, um, you know, and then the, the CEO was actually able to sell that gym for quite a lot of profit because of what I created. I think that's when I realized I was like, man, I really have a knack for business. Um, I moved cities and then I was working a retail job. And um, thankfully I had, um, you know, a really cool boss. However, the job itself was pretty tough it was um, selling mobile phones and, and, and stuff like that. And it was one of those shops where people come in and go, my phone's not working. It's your fault. And they want something to yell at. And um, which is really interesting. 
I, I do really well in stressful situations and, and I was good at calming people down and stuff, but I just feel like I was wasting my, my talent tree. I was like, um, I can certainly sell mobile phones, no problem, but I didn't feel challenged. I didn't feel I was excited to wake up in the morning. And um, one of my favorite quotes is Steve Jobs says that, you know, he said that at a university lecture, he's like, you know, when you wake up too many days in a row and you're unhappy, he's like, do something about it. Um, so I felt, you know what, Steve, um, I'm going to do something about it. So I, I just started thinking about what I wanted to do. Long story short, a friend invited me to see Gary V. We drove an hour and keep in mind at this time, I was very broke. Like I had literally, uh, every cent I earned was going towards paying off bills and, um, I, I barely had anything to, to rub together. So just, just getting down to Brisbane and spending money on the fuel and the $200 ticket was like stressful for me, <laughs> um, which sounds crazy now, but like back then it was quite stressful and um, which meant that we had sacrificed food so that, you know, that trip that weekend meant that we were not going to eat as well the next two weeks. Wow. Um, so anyways, we get down there, it's an all day event and um, you know, Grant Carter in there, Cohen Ray's there, like um, you know, Adam Hudson and, and, and some other like really like known people in industry. And I love all these people. I love Grant. I've got all these books and all these programs. I love Cohen. I've got, I've done his programs. Um, Adam Hudson. I'm a fan of him. <clears throat> I've actually talked to him. Um, and you know, However, when these people were getting up and speaking, they were offering their products and services and their courses. Um, so I was anticipating an event according to the marketing that, hey, it's an all day business event, learn how to do business. And I was like, this is exciting. Yeah, I wanna do that. But the whole day I just felt like it was sales pitch after sales pitch after sales pitch, which is okay. That's what the event really is. Um, but I, I had a different perception. Anyways, <clears throat> the day ends, it's been about seven hours. Um, I've had like my fifth coffee. And I'm feeling dramatically frustrated. <clears throat> um, now, I've never really shared this with anyone, but there was a moment where Grant Cardone was saying, I'm going to be in Australia. I'm going to have a boot camp about how you can build a business. And I was so excited. I was like, dude, I'm a fan of you. Like, I'm going to sign up. And I ran to the desk to like, go, I'm sure they're going to pay a plan. I'll figure the thing out. You know what I mean? And behind me was like 8,000 people in an auditorium staring at me because Grant's like yelling at people to go to sign up at the desk. And I was like one of three <laughs> that ran out because I think it was, there was a lot of pressure because, you know, Australians um, get quite intimidated by Grant because it's quite loud. Anyways, I was like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to go sign up. And um, the lady at the kiosk was like, oh, like, um, yeah, sure. Like it's $5,000, you know, um, I was like, cool. Can I do a payment plan? Can I pay it off over a year or something like that? And she's like, oh, you could do three payment plans. It's like $1,500 every month. And I was like, great, I can't do that. And in that moment, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like absolutely defeated as a person. And as a fiance to my partner, like I just felt like I had completely failed her. It was like in that moment, I realized like reality hit me. It's like, dude, you're broke. You're working in a job. You're at this event. You're out of your league. Um, you're not meant to be here. You're not good enough to do this type of stuff. You know, this is for business owners. Like I just felt like nothing i felt like so so minimal i felt so gutted i almost felt like crying like that's how emotionally distraught i felt in that instant where i couldn't do the thing that i really wanted to do and um i turn around and my my beautiful fiance ellie she looks at me and she can just tell by my face i'm just like absolutely gutted and she actually said i gotta go to the bathroom i was like no worries and i found out six months later that she went to the bathroom and cried because she felt responsible 
for the situation that we're in and, wow. and, and, and our lack of money, which it wasn't her fault. You know, we both had debt. We both were helping each other. And, um, but she could tell in that moment how upset I was and she just felt so helpless. And, um, I went and sat back down and, um, you know, my, my friends were next to me and they were literally falling asleep at the next speaker that was, that, that came out. I went out to go get a coffee and then, um, you know, there's probably a good couple hundred people out getting coffee and then all of a sudden music started playing and everyone like, like a herd of people, like out of that scene at a Lion King when there's like Buffalo <laughs> running down the valley, everyone started running in the doors and I was like, what's, oh, Gary V's here. So I walked back in and I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to see Gary V. Like he's the man. And, um, you know, I, I didn't sit down. I sat, I stood at the back of the auditorium, uh, with a good friend of mine, Austin, and he owns a company and we're just chit chatting. And, um, Gary comes out and Austin's like, dude, I'm going to go ask him a question. And he like runs to the front of the line. Like he's like a little kid. He's this grown man owns this multi-million dollar company. And like a child runs to the front of the auditorium. Like I'm going to ask him a question. And I was like, that's awesome, dude. I went and sat back down and I was looking around and everyone was like on the edge of their seat the whole day, the whole auditorium had pretty much been asleep. And like the minute Gary comes out, everyone's like alert and ready. And um, he runs out, grabs him, grabs a microphone and he says, I'm not here to sell you S-H-I-T-B-I-T-C-H-E-S. Like he just yells that to the crowd and everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. Everyone gets up on their, on their feet and is like, yeah, cheering for like a good half a minute. Um, he won the entire day in one sentence and I was absolutely baffled. I was like, how did this guy run out here, say like six words and win the entire crowd? And I realized it was just authentic. He was real. He's, he said what everyone felt. He's like, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to help. And he gave a 20 minute lecture of, you know, his background, his story, his you know, family's from the Ukraine, his dad owned a wine store and all this. He gave his story. Then he just did Q and A for two hours and everyone had their phones out and little kids were asking questions, little 10 year old kids, 12 year old kids that had, you know, TikToks and, and Twitch channels. And, and then, you know, he had like 80 year old dudes asking him about like law firm businesses. And I was like, man, literally, every demographics here like there's young kids there's old people there's like millennials i looked around the audience and there's literally the biggest mix of, of people in the audience and they were all hooked on what gary was saying and all he did was answer questions people just had questions about business and every single person uh, was like can i get a hug with you and he's like yeah and he would hug them and, and it would take a selfie and um you know, his energy was just infectious and, and he was just so, so giving and caring. And you could just tell he actually was there for people. Like it wasn't, there was no agenda. Um, he had a, uh, a screen behind him that had a phone number. That was it. It was like 1-800-GARY-V, I, th I think it was. And um, so it's like, hey, if you want to contact me, here's the details. But for now, I'm just going to help you. And I think that method really touched people. Um, and then on the whole drive home, Everyone in the car was talking about Gary Vee. They weren't talking about anyone else. And on the drive home, I just really was like, it's just stunned by the whole thing. I was like, man, like that was such a different experience at the end of the event to the whole event. I was like, why wouldn't everyone do that? Like, why wouldn't everyone just come out and give value and just help people and, and, and become memorable. And then if they wanted to, they could contact them. You know what I mean? So I, I was just baffled and I got home and I was like, you know, I need to, I just need to start a business because what part of what Gary Vee was saying when everyone went up and asked a question, I think it was relatable for people. And most people were like, I don't know what to do. And Gary's like, just go start, just go do it. Like stop, stop making excuses. Like, you know what I mean? So I got home. I was like, I'm starting a business tonight. 
And that night I started to um, subscribe to some software and um, I started, um, you know, I started my website and then I was like, I'm going to create content. I just don't know what. So I was browsing content and I stumbled across Chris Doe's page and I found all these beautiful carousels that he illustrated and he was teaching things like short little nugget lessons in swipeable format called a carousel on Instagram. I, I absolutely fell in love every day I'd wake up. And I would search Christo to see if he posted something new. And I literally went through his whole page and read everything. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love this. I, and I also love teaching. <clears throat> it connected with me on two, two reasons. One, because I was learning something. And two, because I also love teaching. Um, I've been in sales management roles, teaching staff in the past. And that was one of the most fun things I found in the leadership role was imparting gifts and knowledge and, and, and um, lessons to people. So I was like, man, I got heaps of stuff I can teach. So I started making content for my Instagram page. I created these carousels and um, I, I started uploading them and um, I just put them on my personal page. I was like, I'm just going to put them on my personal page and my business page. Cause I started a business, business page called victory front and um, nobody cared. No, nobody cared. There wasn't That's like right. this immediate nobody, pages are trash. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody gave a crap. And um, I would go to work and my colleagues would be like, what's this stuff you're posting on Instagram? I'm like, did you read it? And they go, nah, I didn't understand it. And I was like, oh, it's pretty straightforward. Like I was just talking about like, you know, marketing and branding and they're like, oh, okay. As if it was weird. And um, I, I kept doing it every day because I'm, I'm quite a rebellious individual. If people mock me or make fun of me or, you know, um, get weird around something, I'll keep doing it. Like, just because I'm like, oh, you don't like that? I'll do it again. You know, so, so the fact that nobody cared kind of drove me. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm doing it because I like doing it. And um, after about two weeks, I started getting comments. And then I would, like, DM them. And I would just start conversations with them. A lot of them are actually friends now. Like, a lot of them um, jump on Zoom calls with me and stuff. And, and yeah, we, I just started conversations with designers, freelancers, um, logo designers, website builders, people in business. And now I was like, man, these people are like me. Like they're, they're really interesting people to talk to. And I, one thing I struggle with is, is just day-to-day -day conversation. Like I, when I go to like a family barbecue or like hang out with like, um, you know, people in, in the family, or whatever, and, and bless them. But like, I just get so bored. Cause I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about people i don't want to talk about the weekend i want to talk about you know i want to talk about something with meaning to it and um which i know sounds very selfish but it's it's just how my brain thinks i'm like That's man let's talk like about talk about people and some people like to talk about ideas and actual yeah and depth. exactly i love talking about ideas concepts um I, you know i love a good cons i love a good conspiracy theory i just want to dive into something meaty and um you know all of a sudden i had like an influx of people coming into my DMs that had interesting things to talk about. And I was like, this is fantastic. I just kept posting content for that reason, just because I was like, man, I want to keep meeting people. And, um, you know, I, I started doing like $50 jobs for posters. Um, I started doing like email signatures, just like little graphic design jobs that weren't really getting anywhere. Um, then I had a guy in New York um, contact me. His name's Mario. And um, you can check out his page. Um, let me find his page. Mario. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you what the triangle is. I'm enjoying listening to you so much that I don't want to interrupt yeah. you. No, honestly. Yeah, I'm go ahead. Hey guys, all you listening, are you? I'm so absorbed. Like, I don't even want to stop you. I just want to hear all of the words and all of your stories. Yeah. But I want to yeah, yeah. The triangle concept because I think it's cool for you and I think it's cool for you listening, um, which is that 
the world is made up of people kind of in a triangular format where, and, and understand there's no judgment here. It's not about less or more or worse or better than, it's just different. So the bottom of the triangle, there are masses and masses of people who are just kind of simple, genuine, good, hardworking people. Right, just think about it, all of your line workers, data crunchers, bottom of the corporate ladder, like check out, like just simple good people. Yeah, that you have the most of those. Next level, you have kind of like your managers, right? So these are people who are more rule bound, they'll be your managers, they might be your policemen and your, your firemen. There's, there's less of them than your regular good people, but still quite a lot. Still with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Next level, there's like kind of like seven tiers. So I'm not going to go through all seven, but basically as you go up, there's your basic good people, your disciplinarians, your rules, the beautifiers, right? So all of like the deep and the artists and people who make the world beautiful. Then you've got your helpers and your healers, your nurses, your healthcare and practitioners. You've got your winners, right? Your super achievers, your super sports stars, like those super driven, hardcore people. Then you've got your change agents. And then you've got those who lead from the front. And you have less and less of each category as you go up. So if mm. you find yourself without a lot of people to talk to all the time, you might just be in one of the higher tiers where there's less. And again, I won't want to, there's no judgment. It's not higher, lower versus better. I'm just looking at it as a triangle. So it's up and down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are less people who want to talk about ideas than there are people who want to talk about people. There are less people who lead from the front than there are people who want to be led. It's just what is. Yeah. Everyone comes with their purpose, but it's something that I personally struggled with for a long time. I'm trying to find people that I would enjoy having conversations with and I'm not trying to be a snob. Some people just like talk about different things than others. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like I, I, I love everyone. Like I love people. I think people are amazing. And sometimes I'm like, man, can I just swap my brain for something that's just a bit easier? Like, you know what I mean? My brain's always like, let's go do huge things. And I'm like, oh, can we just be happy with what we have? <laughs> Um, different role to play and everyone's got different things that they want and that actually hit me recently i was speaking to someone and like her goal her goal was her goal right i'm not, just it, it just was and i was like that is that really all you want like are you going to be happy with just that okay cool if you're happy with just that then all the power to you i'm so happy for you your life is easier than mine <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I, I think sometimes I was like, man, I wish I could just swap my brain just for a weekend, you know, just to have a break from, from my own head. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, you know, I, I always felt alone. I always felt like a black sheep and outcast and I was like, man, it's something wrong with me. Like, and, and you know, is, you know, I always felt like an oddball and like wherever I went, I found it difficult to, um, connect with people, but occasionally, occasionally I would find someone on the same frequency as me. And like, it was like an immediate, like, we're friends now, you know, because we, we, we shared that. And, and I felt, I feel that maybe I felt that I connected with people that are very similar to that. And what Instagram has done for me is it's allowed me to find all those people in, in a pocket. And, um, it just, that's my new normal. So then when I, when I talk to these people all day and then I go back to, you know, um, a barbecue event with people, I'm like, man, it's like, I, I just have to go into that environment. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> not bring all, all my crazy ideas with me about going to, in, into their environment. And it's like, you know, the book, uh, how to win friends and influence people, people's favorite topic is themselves. So yeah. you know, that is foundational. That's like one of my Bible. Yeah. 
yeah, wherever I go, I just, I just ask them questions and, and um, people go, wow, Dane's so interesting. And I, I haven't even talked about myself. I'm just talking just about you, but that is the most interesting topic. I love, I agree with you. I love all people. I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing about them, their lives, what they do. And, uh, and that's the truth, right? You don't have to, you don't have to bring people to where you are necessarily. You can be you wherever people are. So, okay, I want to switch gears a teeny bit because sure. I want to know if you can break down some Instagram hacks for yeah, us. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Tear it down. <clears throat> like, you got, you know, approaching 200,000 followers at the time of this recording. Um, I'm sure it'll be well beyond that, you know, as people listen to this. What is it, so you do a lot of these carousels, you do a lot of teaching, but what is it that people need to know about Instagram right now? What, what yeah. should they know, what should they do, what should they not do? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, <clears throat> people uh, talk about the, you know, content is king. Um, you know, I, I, first and foremost, I would say it's not king. I would say branding is king. And I would say that, you know, if you really truly want to succeed on Instagram, um, you have to think about Instagram as baking a cake. Because if you miss some of the ingredients or you have too many of one ingredient, the cake's not going to turn out very good. And what I mean is like, if you have too much milk, you're going to have a sloppy cake. If you don't have any eggs, you're going to have a really chewy cake. If you don't have enough flour, the cake's not going to rise, you know? So, and, and it needs yeast and it needs sugar and, and it needs topping. And, you know, there's a lot of like a cake sounds like a simple thing to make, but, you know, try and make a cake today or on the weekend. Um, you know, you're going to be like, and I'm not talking about like an instant mix, like go make one from scratch and see how hard that is. Right. So that's, that's, that's how you have to think of Instagram is like, okay, I got to bake a cake. So it's not just like one hack that's going to win the day. Um, you have to line up all your ingredients and you have to kind of follow a process. So we teach a process in our Academy. Um, you know, so we, we have, you know, our business is two fronts. So half of our business is teaching. And the other half of it is we do it for you. So uh, we, we discovered that there's a lot of agencies doing it for people, but they're not teaching it. So we wanted to have both, both business models. And, you know, we teach a 90 day method. Um, and this is not, you know, guaranteed success. Like disclaimer, it's not going to mean that you're going to crush it in 90 days. It's just a method by which you can get started. You know, so whether you get 100 followers or 10,000 followers in that time frame, it really depends on how good you actually are. You know, so just because you want to, you know, go learn karate doesn't mean you're going to do it as fast as anyone else is going to do it. So if you look at baking your Instagram cake, um, the first thing you need to know is it's going to take time. You know, you can't put, you can't pop it in the microwave. Okay. So you have to, you have to bake it in the oven. You have to preheat the oven and then you have to bake it in the oven. So what you have to do is you have to create your brand first. And the brand is like, what type of cake are you going to make? Is it going to be vanilla? Is it going to be chocolate? Is it going to be strawberry? Uh, is it going to have sprinkles on top? Like what's the branding going to look, taste, feel, and smell like? And, you know, for that, I mean, like, you know, what are the colors are you going to use? Um, what are the, what's the topic you're going to stick to? You know, the last thing anyone wants to eat is a cake with every flavor in it. You know, I'm not talking about a rainbow cake. I'm talking about like you try to make every flavor in one cake. It's not going to taste any good. So when I started my Instagram, I'll use myself as an example. I started off just posting content on how to grow Instagram. Um, you know, I was like, this is how to use hashtags. This is how to write captions. This is how to make content. Like my, my Instagram page, and I realized this very quickly. I was like, what are the number, what's the number of recent people are on Instagram for? They're on Instagram because they want to learn how to grow Instagram. So I was like, literally every single person, the entire demographic of Instagram and its community want to learn how to grow the platform. So I started posting 
uh, initially about like, I was initially teaching sales and, and psychology and stuff. And then I quickly realized that whenever I would post about Instagram tips, the page would grow twice as fast. So I just doubled down. I was like, I'm just going to post nothing but Instagram tips. And I did that till I got to about 60,000 followers. And then I changed it and I'll explain why later. But I found something that people liked. <clears throat> I found something that I like to talk about. You need to do both. You need to find something that you like to do and talk about, but you sure as heck have to make sure that there's people out there that want to consume that. Because if they're not, then the page growth is going to change. Um, <clears throat> so you need to know, you know, what is your topic? Like, what are you going to be really good at? If you're going to be known for one thing, what's that one thing? And most <clears throat> Instagram pages that take off and, and trend usually only do one thing and they do one thing really well. So even though you might do four, five, six, seven different things, that's okay. But just make Instagram one narrow path. <clears throat> Other platforms are different. YouTube, you can go crazy with topics. Facebook, you can be a bit more widespread. Instagram as a platform really needs you to be niched. It really needs you to be specific. And that's because when people follow a page, they just want to follow for one small thing. They don't want to follow a page and not get a jack in a box every time you post. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to expect a photo or a video <clears throat> or a recording or a carousel. Pick a medium that you're going to stick to. My medium was I'm just going to post carousels and the occasional single graphic um, on the days where I'm really lazy. Uh, and you know, I'm just going to post that consistently. So people always know what they could expect from me. They always know that, that Dane's going to post a carousel or a single graphic. I'm okay with either. I'm, I'm happy to continue following him. Um, the next thing is you have to decide like, what's the brand? So my brand, I was like, okay, cool. I want to sound loud. I want to sound honest. I want to sound electric and energetic and bright. I want to sound, um, you know, I want to look and sound, uh, vibrant and, and extravagant and just kind of like obnoxious. So I was like, what color says that yellow? And I was like, what else says that? I'm like, well, yellow and black are pretty like disruptive and bold and, and energetic. Um, so I started posting in those colors. Now, mind you at that time, you know, if you go into the carousel community, there's a lot of people using yellow and black now, unfortunately, my bad. I did start that trend. Um, but I continued posting content and the page continued to take off. And I started using the same fonts, the same aesthetics, the same similar type of imagery. Um, I stuck to a brand image and a brand message and, and everything kind of looked and felt the same way, just the same way. Like Coca-Cola wouldn't release a, a blue can. You know what I mean? I just kept everything to the branding. Um, you know, so to raise your Instagram cake, you need a niche. You need your brand, um, you know, and, you know, a brand is not the colors and the logo and the type. The brand is the feeling that people get when they consume the content. So the way I would write something uh, felt the same way every time. It was honest. It was abrupt. It was blunt. So every time I did any post, it looked and felt and, and appeared and felt, you know, it was created the same feeling essentially. Um, after that, the next thing, and this is where most people don't really they say they do this, but not many people really truly do this is you, you would go out and you find and identify similar pages to you. So you have to go. I, I, so I went to Chris Doe. Um, there's another guy named Michael Janda. Uh, and I went to a bunch of different pages and I would look for the best comments. People that look like they gave in a genuine and authentic comment. I would go to their page and I would interact with them. I'd send them a DM with a compliment. Uh, and I'd be sincere about it. And I would start a conversation. I wouldn't drop a comment. I would be like, Hey man, tell me about like your page. Like, how do you create your content? I guarantee that person is 100% going to click on my page. hundred percent. I guarantee it. If you ask a really interesting and thoughtful question about them, 
they're going to be really happy to answer that question because they're going to get significance for the fact that they get attention on social media and now you're acknowledging that. Um, they're they're going to click on your page. So I just did a lot of that and I'm talking about a lot and I did it every day for 90 days and I'm talking about at least four hours of just that alone. It sounds like a lot of work, but that's what I did. Um, and my theory was it's a lot. It's, it's, it's intense. And I mean, like if I'm on the bathroom, I'm doing that. If I'm, you know, if I'm waiting for the microwave, I'm on my phone doing that. Like there's so many pockets of time in your day that you can absolutely use to jump on Instagram. You know, I would sit in bed at night, going to sleep, messaging people because I knew eventually if I built enough community and what I was doing, I was building community. So you have to think about this. I'm not DMing people. I'm building a community of people that want to participate with me on my journey. And every time I would start a conversation, I would legitimately try to become their friends. Um, I would be interested in their lives. I knew their kids' names. I knew what they do on the weekends. I knew why they made their content. I knew their mission for their business. I knew a lot about these people. Guess what? As soon as I post a new piece of content, guess who shares it? Guess who comments on every single thing? So I was basically recruiting fans and just doing it one by one. And, you know, it's difficult to scale this. That's where I'm trying to find, you know, what to do now. But what happened after 90 days was the page was growing by 10,000 people a week. And because here's why there's a clear message with my branding. There's a clear niche on my page. I was really good at writing content. The content was really interesting to read. It was really interesting to look at. People would save it. Um, there's more to this. I'll go into that in a moment. Um, but yeah, after 90 days of just like, like devoted community engagement, um, people really started to stick to the branding and go, man, I'm a fan, dude. Whatever you post, I'm going to be there to support it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?